So as I kind of make a little bit of a transition, because one thing I can say, Faith and Fashion 360 will always stream on Funk Nation Radio, but I do realize that not everybody wants to hear a ton of music. Some people, for um, whatever reason, not even whatever reason, I get it, because my attention span is like snap of a fly as well. But um, I realize that some people want to hear a little bit more talking, conversation, getting straight to the topics versus music. So really listening to that and really leaning into that um, Faith and Fashion 360 as you hear it on Spotify, as you hear it on Google and Apple Podcasts, and as you restream it from uh, my RSS feed, is going to feature a little bit less music. Um, So we'll have maybe three, four, songs, songs that I'm definitely getting into for the week that I think that you should throw on your playlist. But there's going to be a little bit less music, a little more sponsorships um, and things like that. And then if you're really looking to like super duper add on to your playlist, you can still hit the show every Sunday from seven to nine on funknationradio.com. So it's been a minute since I've sat and done a show like this. Um, you know, one of the things that I definitely wanted to start doing for Faith and Fashion 360 was allow for um, small business owners to be recognized for me to continue to speak to people of faith because, you know, I I think one of the things that is refreshing is one, to hear a, a familiar voice. So to hear my voice, you know, within this demographic, within these life changes, within these life challenges, um, kind of speak about my day-to-day journey um, within, you know, entrepreneurship, loving God, being a stylist, you know, um, X, Y, and Z. But I also think what's important as well is to make sure that you know that people are in the storehouse, um, that you know that the people who continue to look like you through different challenges across, you know, different things, um, that they're also present. So, you know, I really focused on, um, you know, having guests on and and having some of these roundtable discussions and speaking about these different challenges. Uh, But sometimes we just want to talk about the topics. We just want to talk about Rihanna at the Super Bowl because y'all knew I was coming with it. Y'all knew I was coming to talk about Rihanna. Um, And sometimes we want to just talk about the latest fashions and where we can get a good sale. So, you know, I, I want to be Um, open to that and I want to be flexible to both of those things so here we are here's what's happening right at the top of March we are back to some good old-fashioned topics and things like that that you definitely want to get into Um, so first up you know the fashion news is always going to be here it is faith and fashion 360 after all Um, peplum tops apparently are back in full effect yeah so there's one there's there's something um we're also going to be talking about something called curve washing um as a plus size consumer one of the things that i have recognized and realized is that there are a lot of different nuances within the plus size community um you know so so as people might be looking on the outskirts and and um you know, seeing like body positivity and people accepting themselves. There are a lot of, of deeper psychological factors that go on within that community. And um, 
I definitely want to talk about it, give you a little little insider tip um, and just talk about overall how to to be healthier when you are talking about your self image, when you're looking at yourself, when you are, you know, reminding yourself of how powerful you can be outside of, you know, a couple numbers on the scale or, you know, the size of your pants. Um one of the other things I want to talk about are some black creatives. So just missed Black History Month, but one thing I'm going to be all year round is blackity black. So we are talking about some black creatives in fashion. Seven powerful women that you definitely need to follow. Number eight to me. So make sure you're following me at Brianna.Sahida at, um, on Instagram and Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook. We're also going to be talking some health matters as well. Um, seven all natural period hacks. Sorry, guys, if you want to cover your ears or just kind of pass it along to your lady, still useful information. Um, I'm also going to be sharing since we are still, you know, getting with those um, goals and things that we set at the end of 2022. I'm also going to be just sending a reminder out for some healthy food delivery services. You guys know that I am an avid user of HelloFresh, but there are definitely some more out there depending on your palate, depending on your family size, and depending on your budget. And last but not least, we're going to be talking about some viral TikTok makeup trends. Let me tell you something. One thing that I can say is that TikTok definitely hooks your girl up with things that like I just didn't know was out there. So that this is one you definitely want to come back, uh, have have your pen and, and pad ready because um, it'll for sure be a good one. Make sure you stick around for some music. When we come back, we're going to be getting right back into Faith and Fashion 360. So I want to teach you guys a term that maybe you don't know, but definitely have been privy to. And it is called curve washing. So, um, if you have been listening to Faith and Fashion 360 for some time, you know that I am a plus size consumer. So I wear size 16 um, and up or down, kind of depending on the store that you go into. That's a conversation for another time. Um, But one of the things that I can definitely say is that I can agree that fashion has definitely made some strides. I can also agree that fashion has had some setbacks. I can also agree that fashion has a ways to go. This next subject really proves to me how much work we might still have to do. This is not me being negative. It's just more so um, being like a realist about the situation. So let's talk about curve washing. What is curve washing? Why do brands want to appear more inclusive than they actually are? And why is it harmful to the plus size community? Even if you've never heard the term curve washing before, you have likely encountered it in fashion ads or while searching for plus size clothing. Curve washing is a deceptive business practice that includes plus size models in ads or campaigns when the brand or designer doesn't actually carry plus sizes. This also applies when brands use size-inclusive language to drive traffic to their brand, but they only carry a limited plus-size range. Here are a few examples. Possibly the best and most well-known example of curve washing is luxury brand Moschino. 
Moschino has multiple custom-made garments for Lizzo for red carpet events. Of course, Lizzo looks absolutely stunning, as she does, as she will. However, if you were to go to Moschino's website, you'd learn they only offer items up to a size 14. They do have a size 16 listed on their size chart, but no items available in that size. This sends a message to plus size consumers that they are only worthy of clothing if they are already a famous icon. Luxury brands are not the only offenders. Many smaller brands use similar tactics. Cider, for example, only recently updated their sizing to include a size 4X, which would be a US 24. Prior to this, their ads frequently used language touting inclusive sizing for everybody, but only offered up to a US size 20, which they considered a 4X at the time. And I'm here to tell you that is not a 4X. It might be a two. Another great example is H&M's body collection. This collection claims to be all about embracing everybody and celebrating your amazing curves. However, when looking at this collection, it is only offered up to a size 22 or a double XL. This is an interesting choice of limiting sizes because H&M does offer up to a US 30 slash 4X in their plus size range. On the flip side, there are brands who definitely feature plus size models um, in their campaign and they have inclusive sizing charts and they're definitely trying to do better for the community. So it's not, again, it's really understanding that we have some work to do. We have some ways to go, but we've also come a ways as well. Um, and I think that that can really just be said for um, a lot of industries. We, we, make, we make strides, we do some setbacks, we listen to the people, we put those things into play, you know, just like I do here, just like, you know what I mean? Like it, it just is all, um, people be trying, people be trying. Universal Standard is one of those brands. They have one of the most inclusive size charts around going from a double zero to a 40. They are unique in their sizing because a medium is a size 18, 20. Setting the average US size, um, average size of a U.S. woman as the medium just makes sense. The sizes then go up and down from that set point. Yeah. So why is curve washing harmful? Let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. Curve washing is harmful to the plus size community for a few reasons. First, it gives the illusion that more plus size clothing is available than what is actually out there. So I get all excited, I get super hyped that I can go and shop a collection um, when that is not the truth. About 20% of the apparel market is geared towards plus size women even though 70% of the US women are at least a size 16. Number two, there are many straight size people who specifically look for size inclusive brands to shop from. Curve washing can give them a false sense of security that they are purchasing from a brand that wants to include all bodies. Um, and, and this is important for, for several reasons, right? Let's think about like a family unit. Let's think about um, a mom and her daughter. Let's think about a mom and two daughters. One of them is, you know, a societal straight size one of them may not be um it really is just a lot of it's, it's about convenience too 
So if this is a brand that that says, okay, we carry up to a 3X and they don't actually do that, that can definitely be, um, you know, a waste of time for, for a lot and really misleading, honestly. Lastly, being size inclusive is a hot topic right now. Y'all know how I feel about the buzzwords, but you know, it drives more traffic to websites because of the inclusive language only for plus size women to be let down when their size is not an option. Um, and we really know, you know, why a lot of these brands are doing it. But um, I feel like if y'all don't put the words up there, if you're going to put the stuff there, you're going to make some promises. Just go ahead and try it. You never know. You might like it. I mean, I've seen like a lot of brands really step their game up as far as like, you know, offering more sizes and things of that nature. And they've done really well because as I have said before, I'm going to spend the money. The girls are going to buy the things. So, you know, I really applaud the brands like the Eloquise and the Reb Dolls and the, um, you know, the, the brands who, who truly have taken the critiques in mind and have said, okay, listen, number one, it's more profitable for us to put these things out there because then we're going to have more people that shop. Um, but number two, then we put out there that there's not only one subset of people that deserve to shop, that deserve to have new things, that deserve to have luxury. Um, this sh- should be something that's accessible to all. So I will go ahead and post this article on Faith and Fashion 360 of the radio show. Make sure you're following me on Facebook. Let me know what you think about curve washing. I definitely, you know, again, conversations like this definitely, you know, it, it means we got some, some ways to go. But um, as long as we keep having a conversation things get better, right? You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Take rest, cause the living God is living in my chest Every day I wake up feeling blessed And even if I don't, I see it as a test <laughs> Cause I was lost until you found me Now I know you're all around me Nothing I could ever do Separate my love from you You came to set us free You came to set us free Thankful you ain't drive me in that pit. Hey now, saw my soul inside that famine. Said that's it. Grace now, you never flake in the car winner. I just came to ball with the gold winners. Fast forward, turn to a road runner. Spirit caught me here, go get it. Shed blood, gave me lemonade on his cold bin. Always Timmy Turner, always chasing after Vicky on. Took me to his finding, gave me peace and chose to cleanse me up. Now I'm testifying, know your greatness, this a different love. Go on, life been hitting hard, let's take it slow. Take a walk by the river and let you flow. Cause Lord, you are all I ever want, you're all I ever want. Cause 
was lost until you found me Now I know you're all around me Nothing I could ever do To separate my love from you History Month, according to the calendars, are over. Um, but Women's History Month toils on, so this story is still absolutely perfect. Black creatives in fashion, seven powerful women you definitely need to follow. From editorial to show production to styling, these black women are a force in fashion, and I'm claiming it here that pretty soon Brianna Afosa will also be on the list. The world does not progress without Black creativity, and that's nowhere more apparent than in the fashion industry. Throughout history, Black men and women have played pivotal roles in creating and advancing technical aspects within the fashion industry, while simultaneously demonstrating previously unseen innovation. Despite mainstream acceptance or acclaim, there isn't a sector of this industry that a black person hasn't significantly impacted. From Couturier and Lowe, who created the wedding gown that Jackie Kennedy wore to marry JFK in 1953, to global icon Andre Leon rest in peace, the first black male creative director at Vogue, the past several decades are saturated with intriguing and brilliant black creatives. And here are some that are uh, constantly creating spaces currently for others to flourish. Number one is Shelby Ivy Christie. For years, Shelby Ivy Christie has been a staple in the social discourse, especially the intersection of fashion and race. As a fashion and costume historian, Shelby was recognized by Forbes 30 Under 30 and an honoree for the Vogue Business 100 Innovator. On Twitter and Instagram, one can find Shelby delivering insightful and thoughtful commentary in a hilarious and digestible way. From incredible deep dives into Black fashion history to hilarious takes on fashion's breaking news, Shelby delivers insightful and thoughtful commentary in a digestible way, which has helped to solidify her status as a powerful emerging player in the fashion industry. Number two, one of my favorites because she got Auntie Cheryl Lee Ralph together lately, you understand? Uh, Miss Ivy Coco. As the founder of the clothing line House of Ivy and the newest stylist for her mother, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Ivy Coco is an emerging force in the fashion industry. But she doesn't just serve looks, she also serves her community. For years, Ivy has been the creative director for Walk Good LA, an organization dedicated to bring people together from all walks of 
life to fight for racial equity. Because of her work, Ivy was recently named in the CCNYC's 2023 Creative Class, which celebrates Black culture shifters across a variety of disciplines. Um, that one is like one that warms my teenage heart a little bit. I don't, this is going to be like a back in the day kind of thing. Y'all remember um, Baldwin Hills? Her brother, who I believe is the is like the founder, like he's the head of Walt Good LA. His name is Etienne. He was one of the characters on Baldwin Hills. So Baldwin Hills, imagine like Laguna Beach or the hills, but with black people. So it really was like a touch on the affluent black community in California. Um, so you had like you know, the kids of all of these notable, like, black figures, like their parents, or maybe, um, you know, their parents are maybe actors or judges or just really big, notable figures in the black community. Um, so yeah, it's like nice to see the people you grew up with on TV continuing to do their thing. Number three is Miss Asata Diallo. Dubbed the internet's mother nature, Asato Diallo is a dynamic content creator and model with close to 1 million followers across her social media platforms. Asata focuses on modest dressing, incorporating extraordinary shapes and textures to achieve style icon status. Aside from showcasing exceptional outfits and looks, Asata utilizes her platform to bring awareness to places and issues close to her heart. Gabby Prescott, a veteran in the fashion industry at this point, Gabby Prescott is a fashion editor with a strong presence across all social media platforms for both her fearless looks and equally witty commentary. Rising through the ranks of the editorial world, Gabby is currently working as the fashion director at large for Blanc Magazine. And if you still can't get enough, be sure to watch her debut season on the Bravo hit show Summer House. Next up is Jessica Cruel, another veteran in the editorial industry. Jessica Cruel is the current editor-in-chief for Allure magazine and has had a huge impact in creating diversity and inclusivity at one of the biggest magazines in fashion. When she's not updating her audience on the latest fashion news, she's dishing out advice on home ownership and home renovation aptly named hashtag landlord lessons by her following. Sandrina Charles, with over 14 years of expertise specializing in fashion and lifestyle communications, Sandrine started her own business in 2016, Sandrine Charles Consulting. While building a business that centers on championing emerging brands, Sandrine saw a lack of opportunities for Black creatives in fashion and decided to help. In 2020, she co-founded Black and Fashion Council with Lindsay Peoples to represent and secure the advancement of Black individuals in the fashion and beauty industry. And last but not least, we have Miss Toronto Shay. If there's one person who understands the importance of representation in fashion, it's content creator turned entrepreneur Shanae 
Ingleton Smith, better known as Toronto Shay to her loyal followers. After building a community of engaged fashion enthusiasts and dominating the industry for years, Shanae saw a huge gap in the marketing world for black and brown creatives. This is the idea that led to the creation of Kensington Gray Agency, a boutique influencer agency rooted in diversity. And that's another thing I'm going to go ahead and claim because Kensington Gray... All the girls are over there. Um, you know, this list is super powerful. Um, one, because it really just kind of shows some of the long suffering that's necessary um, within this field. Some, I mean, 95% of these creators have been at this thing for over two decades. And, you know, I think that that's important to point out because... A lot of the times when we are moving into entrepreneurship or we're moving into a space where we're going to be a little bit more creative, um, we expect certain things to happen like in the moment. Um, and this might be a little bit of a faithful moment. I'll, I'll give you another one, but we expect for things to happen in the moment. Um, and um, we don't always value the process. and We don't always value kind of like the ebbs and flows of you know, what can happen throughout that time. Um, because we have to also factor in that we're growing as a person, we're growing as a creative, then we're growing as an entrepreneur, we're growing um, within our creativity. Um, so really putting all of those things into play. Um, you look and you see some of these people at a million followers and you look and you see them at different enterprises and things that they're doing. Um, and you feel like you just kind of woke up one day and they were there. But if you kind of remember the the journey, especially if you've been following them at the beginning, you know that there is um, some time that happens within these journeys. So if this says nothing else to you, it's that you are on the right path, that your timing is just perfect not to rush the process um, because, you know, it's important to really nurture each and every aspect of your creativity um, to move towards excellence. Um, so, yeah. I will go ahead and post those. Make sure you're following people who are um, really continuing to motivate you and, and make you tick for the thing that you love and want to do. I follow most of those creators. Um, yeah. And you are, you're, you're exactly where you need to be. Um, so you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
So fellas, you may or may not want to close your ears for this one. It is up to you. Definitely still some really good tidbits and information for your loved one. I'm going to share some all natural period hacks that will make it much more bearable. And let me tell you, this is definitely something that came in handy for me this week without giving you too much information. So for anyone who's not familiar, um, that time of the month is when we are not able to get pregnant. I don't know. Um, go, go do your Google, go do your research. Um, but for any female that may know, for any woman that knows, for anyone who's had a baby, we know that this is definitely, um, a trying three to seven days. Um, and one that we, um, do lots of things to, relief pain. Um, I mean, I know for some people it can get, you know, as, as, as intense as like pregnancy symptoms. So, you know, definitely knowing that pain, knowing that discomfort. Um, and here's just a couple of tips to help alleviate some of that discomfort. Number one, take some evening primrose oil. If there's one oil that you definitely want to get, it's evening primrose oil. Not only does it help to heal and prevent acne, ease up eczema-related symptoms, and make skin super moist and supple from the inside out, but it's also a beast when it comes to making PMS symptoms and cramping more endurable. Thanks to the high amounts of the fatty acid, gamma linolenic acid, along with the vitamins B6 and E that's in it, evening primrose oil helps to reduce bloating, minimize discomforts in all of the areas, alleviate headaches, and can help to make menstrual cramps less intense. As a bonus, it's great for menopause-related symptoms like hot flashes, insomnia, and even hair loss. That's right. You know, I always just as like an aside, it's so funny because I had um I had done like this podcast appearance and one of the things that I was talking about that makes me just feel like super powerful, like I can do anything was giving birth. Um <clears throat> it really is just such a super powerful experience. Um something that our bodies are truly made for, but don't get me on that cuz I know that that's like, you know, different schools of thought for everybody. However, like for me, that's been such an enjoyable experience. I had a very easy labor, no, you know, epidural and all that good stuff, natural birth, pushed her out real quick. Um, everything from the beginning to the end was awesome. But I know for a lot of people, that's not their experience. And I've heard so many negative things when we are talking about, um, giving birth, having kids, all of the side effects that, I mean, literally we still don't know the full amount of, and there's this running joke. I always see it, you know, with younger women on, um, social media where they are, you know, just stitching videos with women who are sharing some adverse effects that have happened to them following pregnancy. And I mean, it is stuff like losing your teeth, losing your hair, um, separated abs. Like, do you know, there's just, there's just a lot of things that happen when you go through the, what, what can truly be said is a traumatic experience to have birth. Um, so I mean, yeah, you have no idea. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it was wonderful. It was beautiful, but there still are a lot of those fears out of there. And those, a lot of concerns, um, especially when we're talking about black maternal health and 
Don't get me started. The key is not to wait until your PMS symptoms arise to get into your bo- to get it into your body. If you want to see the best results, it's best to take evening primrose oil all month long. Mm-hmm. Number two, put some fresh roses in your room. Huh? Okay, okay, okay. Aside from how the sight of them can help to calm you, did you know that the scent of roses is highly therapeutic as well? Aromatherapy is pretty powerful and there are studies to support the fact that taking in the scent of rose can actually help to reduce period pain. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there are <clears throat> a lot of different conversations about how essential oils and things. I mean, honestly, essential oils are fantastic for so many things. Don't get me started on lavender. Don't get me started on eucalyptus. Like when my daughter was two, <clears throat> She is too. When she was younger and she was having like congestion and just different things, we really, I mean, we still do try to stay away from some of like the Western medicine. We're not full like, you know, organic and holistic and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, as much as we can, if we don't have to give her antibiotics and things like that, we we try not to. So, you know, we try to find like a nice natural remedy to everything. And also on top of that, husband's African, I'm Jamaican. My mom used to take cobwebs off of the top of the the corners to like plug up a a scratch that was bleeding. Like, honestly, they're fantastic. Like the innovativeness of West Indian, African heritage and culture really is just next to none. But I digress. Um, You know, when she was like super congested and stuff like that, we would put like eucalyptus, the oils, the peppermint oils inside of her bath and feed her at the same time. And it would really just kind of like open up the sinuses. So the more you know. Um, But, you know, essential oils definitely can have a lot of different um, positive effects. Like I know a lot of people use it for different joint pains and things like that. Really just to um, not... inundate themselves with with western you know medicines and things like that so you know try it consume less foods more often the bigger the meal the more energy it requires your body to break it all down in your system your body is already taking quite a beating when you're on your period so giving it a break by eating smaller meals can help at the same time try and consume smaller ones more often so that you can get the fuel that you need to not just get through your cycle but function as normally as possible in the process too for the record this doesn't give you license to go to every drive through within a 10 mile radius of your house Junk food can actually make your period worse. Ooh, yeah. Um, I think that that's true. Like, I and I don't. I don't think that. Like, I don't say junk food just as in, um, you know, chips and soda and things like that. Like, I also think about fast food. Fast food nowadays makes me feel terrible, bro. Like, it makes me feel really, really sucky. Um, and it's like one of those things, it's not when you eat like a really nice soul food meal that you're kind of, um, like, oh, wow, like now I want to take a nap. I, my stomach is in shambles. It is in shambles. So I try to definitely stay away from those foods when I am, you know, when it's that time of the month, because it, I, I definitely have found that it makes it worse. Um, number four, eat iron rich foods and cook them in a cast iron skillet. 
Did you know that every time your period rolls around, you lose one? What is MG, y'all? Mega milligram of iron. If you're a heavy bleeder, it can be five to six times that much. That's why it's super essential that you consume iron rich foods in preparation for your cycle and while you're on it. Dark leafy greens, red grape juice, the pure kind, not the one that's in a cocktail, dried fruit, lentils, oats, red meat, pumpkin seeds, quinoa, shellfish, and dark chocolate all fit the bill. Something else that helps is cooking in a cast iron skillet. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, the iron in the skillet actually helps to transfer iron deposits into your food. Now, I don't know if I like that because it's like if a cast iron skillet does that, then just like a stainless steel does that too. Like we transfer and stuff from the pot to my food. Anyway, um, just one more solid reason to grocery shop before and why cooking more instead of eating out is best for you all around. Also, consume more anti-inflammatory foods. Here's something that makes a lot of sense. Anti-inflammatory foods can help make cycles easier as well. Long story short, prostaglandins mimic hormones. They are responsible for things like inflammation and uterine contracts. So that's when you are having cramps. So when you consume foods that fight against inflammation, that can make your menstrual cramps less severe. Foods that top the anti-inflammatory list include berries, salmon, green tea, peppers, grapes, tomatoes, olive oil, broccoli, and almonds. I can eat a lot of stuff on that list. Number six, somebody may not like this, but you are going to avoid alcohol also. Embrace magnesium-rich smoothies. Science is still doing quite a bit of research on whether or not alcohol should be an absolute no-no during your period. It is an absolute no-no during pregnancy. Um, However, what we do know is that alcohol dehydrates the system and dehydration undoubtedly makes cramps worse. Aside from water and herbal teas, if you're a fan of smoothies, this will be the time of the month to enjoy a few extra homemade ones. Make sure they're magnesium rich while you're at it. The reason why is that it's a mineral that decreases the discomfort of cramps, increases blood flow, and helps you to sleep better. I might need those just like generally though. Foods that are good sources of magnesium, bananas, spinach, avocados, yogurt, kiwi, raspberries, cantaloupe, papaya, and dark chocolate. Okay, I definitely like this list. All which are beyond delicious when it comes to ingredients for smoothie recipes. And last but not least, rub some clove and cinnamon oils onto your abdomen. Okay. Um, clove oil definitely is really good. Well, cloves. I had this really bad like toothache. So I'll tell you guys something else that's just like, you know, on a um natural cake. Instead of like toothpaste with like the fluorides and stuff like that in them, I have actually been brushing with baking soda and gargling with coconut oil. And I just kind of like sucked on some clothes near the area where my tooth was um, painting me. And let me tell you, now this is not to say that I don't need to go to the dentist, but it for sure helped at the moment. Um, So I will definitely go ahead and share this list. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook for any updates and all of these articles that you might have missed during the show. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some ways that you, as an empath, let's, let's, let's talk 
to the empaths. Let's talk to the people who wear their heart on their sleeves, as well as other people's emotions. Um, so this one is going to um, definitely be helpful for um, people who've been taking on other people's stuff and how we are not going to be carrying all of the burdens that are not ours. Get into the music and we'll be right back. I ask for things that I think that I need. I get frustrated when you disagree. And you're always listening closely to me. But there is a limit to what I can see. So I'm not asking for an outcome or praying for results. I'm not hoping that it all goes exactly how I want No, I'm not asking you to do it or asking that you don't I'm just inviting you to my situation Come through cause I want you in my situation See you. 
Being emotionally seen in a relationship is a love language. If you're in a friendship or relationship with an empath, you can guarantee there will be space for your emotions to be present and understood. What is an empath anyway? An empath is described as someone who is highly attuned to the feelings and emotions of those around them. No scientific evidence supports or proves that people can tap into another person's emotions. Still, we can acknowledge that there are people who feel more deeply than others, which is why boundaries are essential for people who are empaths. It's a beautiful thing to understand what someone else is feeling deeply. It creates an emotionally safe space that permits people to express themselves freely and vulnerably. But when you're an empath, it's important to discern what is yours to carry and what belongs to others, or else you will find yourself overwhelmed and drained by your relationships. Sometimes when we hold other people's emotions, we become weighed down by their problems and treat their issues as if they are our own. And if you don't put a stop to this, you will find yourself experiencing issues like stress and burnout. I can definitely say that this is true because I have actually, I feel like I've experienced that in its most positive ways as well as its most negative ways. So, you know, when you're in an environment for a while, when you're in a space for, for too long, and this is this is without giving too much away because I'm not quite um, ready to share the testimony just yet. But when you're in a space and you're in an environment for a while, you start to adopt habits, you start to adopt language, you start to adopt you know, just different mannerisms that are consistent with an environment. And um, you also just kind of get the lay of the land. You learn about relationships. You learn about different relational nuances and things like that. And I think for me, I've been in several situations where that started off with me taking, you know, the fact that relationships can be complicated and, you know, getting to learn and getting to know people. And then I took the negative things of those relationships and I allowed it to stress me out in a way that it wasn't stressing the other people out. Um, Because one, they probably did not fully understand like how complex, you know, certain situations are. Or number two, they, you know, just emotional intelligence. Um, And I will find myself going into certain spaces, stressed, not wanting to, just not wanting to deal with it because I did not um, like how an environment was making me feel. It it had kind of surpassed like that initial um, moment of, okay, I'm doing this because I'm trying to figure these people out or figure out this environment. And now I'm kind of in this environment and you almost want to fix things. You almost want to... Um, figure out how these situations can stop being this situation, mostly for the other people, but also for yourself because you're stressed out. Um, So here are some boundary tips for empaths. Number one, practice discernment. It's normal and healthy to want to support others, but you have to be wise and use wisdom to know what you can give and tolerate. As someone you know is going through a hard time, you have to be intentional about the type of support you can offer. Do you have the resources to help this person? Do you have the capacity to lend a listening ear? Will you suffer if you continue to expose yourself to other people's problems? Remember that we all have limits and it's okay if you need to adjust the ways you show up for people if showing up is going to result in you engaging in self-neglect. One of the things that I have 
gotten accustomed to doing now because I, you know, one of the thing I, things I notice is just because I'm, I'm really, again, you hear me on Faith and Fashion 360 and, and you may beg to differ, but I'm really not a talkative person. So when someone is coming, um, and typically I find that I'm in a space where um, people feel comfortable unloading. And um, I had been in a space where I was able to to hold and carry that for a while, not realizing that it was also kind of depleting my own energy. And um, I had been able to really just say to people, okay, did you, what is it that you're looking for out of you coming to me? Are you looking for support? Are you looking for somebody to just listen? Do you want me to just stand here? What is it that you want? you know, kind of out of, out of this. Um, and I don't think that that was something that I had been constantly doing before. So I put myself in a place where I try to fix things or, you know, do things that really were outside of my capacity to do. So just, you know, kind of a personal story. Number two, practice asking for help because empaths feel so deeply. They are also caring and have a habit of wanting to help others, but disengage when they are the ones who need help. Remember this, You also deserve the care and support you give others. In the same way that you care wholeheartedly about the people around you, know that these people desire to support you and want the best for you. Ask for help and allow others to show up for you. Also something I'm working on. And again, I have acknowledged that in 2023, um, sis is going to therapy. I'm going to say that. Number three, assess if you are helping or harming. Since empaths are highly attuned to the emotions of others, they can be overly empathic to a point where it may be detrimental. Studies have shown that highly empathic people are more prone to experiencing manipulation in their relationships because they choose only to see the good in a person and ignore the red flags. That ain't ain't me. Their high levels of empathy and understanding override logic and rationality. Once this happens, empaths are doing more harm than good, and often that harm is self-harm. It is not wise to always lead with feelings. We need sound judgment and critical thinking in certain situations to get beneficial results. Having boundaries is essential for thriving in life. When you're an empath and feel deeply, there's nothing wrong with caring for others and being in tune with their emotions, but you also have to make sure that you are in tune with your own needs and that you're not neglecting yourself in the process of trying to take care of someone else. Um, And I definitely have to say that, you know, just being and dealing in certain situations, um, you know, I've I've shared briefly that I also had kind of my own bout with seasonal depression, you know, kind of at like the height of the winter, which I don't even know we're having right now, but um, you know, really at the height of the winter and also just kind of realizing that there was a part and a piece of me that had not quite like fully leaned into grieving my mom's death. Um, I also found that as I was like generally depleting, that there was less grace provided to me because I've taken on a role of being strength for so long. And I also encourage you to not make those mistakes in your relationship either because there's always going to be a time, there's always going to be a place where you need somebody. Like, let's just be 
Like, let's just be, let's just be honest about these things. And I think it's important to have that balance. Like, it's important for you to pour and it's important for you to be poured into. Um, And I think, you know, when we're not aware of the different things that are our triggers, the different things that um, we succumb to, or, you know, we kind of, um, you know, just do more of we're not aware we open ourselves up to being taken advantage of and and not maliciously so but just in a way where people are protecting and healing and helping themselves and not necessarily thinking about what that does to other people so hopefully this was helpful for you like i said make sure you're following me on faith and fashion 360 the radio show on facebook get into some music we'll be right back
So if anybody is not familiar, TikTok is a fairly new social media app. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure about the timeline. I feel like it is one of the newer ones. But, you know, like a lot of the studies that there's a study that happens typically once a year where they are kind of analyzing what the most popular um, social media sites are. And Twitter usually is up there. Instagram is typically on or off. Like they have not been on it for the past two years. Um, and TikTok has now kind of like taken um, a reigning spot as well as like one of the top three. Um, I feel like Facebook kind of stays up there too, which Facebook, I mean, I'm like returning to Facebook a little bit. Anyway, um, whether you like it or not, TikTok is on the rise. And one of the things that you can definitely find as you are scrolling down your timeline endlessly are some viral products, whether that's makeup, whether that's food, whether that's clothing tips and tricks and hacks. By the way, this is a shameless plug. Make sure you are following me at Brianna O on TikTok. But one of the things that I can definitely say is that I have found a lot of really good products on TikTok. Um, Cause it, I mean, I feel like the opportunity for things to go viral and the opportunity for things to gain notoriety there is just so much more, like it's just more liable for that to happen over there. And I'm not 100% sure why, but I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. So I am going to go ahead and share some of the platforms must-haves within the beauty. Number one, a cream foundation with a matte finish. Try out the KVD Good Apple Skin Perfecting Hydrating Foundation Balm. That's definitely a mouthful. Fans of this product praise it for its full coverage and weightless feel. And thanks to ingredients like apple extract and sodium hyaluronate, this formula leaves the skin nourished and hydrated, which isn't what you would typically expect from a matte foundation. Yeah, matte, typically, like, I try to do a matte foundation if it is like hotter surprisingly just because I know that my my face will perspire uh, so it won't be as dry I wouldn't do that in the winter because then my face would literally probably like start cracking honestly um number two a lip stain anybody can pull off Clinique's almost lipstick in black honey sent TikTok users into a frenzy it has a smooth balm like texture and berry tint that looks good on everyone which is why 95 percent of Clinique shoppers recommend it it also provides a shiny finish you can think of it as lipstick and lip gloss all in one Number three is a remedy for dry lips, the Dior Addict Lip Glow Oil. This lip hydrator is infused with cherry oil, which is an ingredient that helps diminish fine lines, boost elasticity, and combat dryness. With that in mind, it's easy to see why TikTok users are making it a point to slather it all over. Fans of the product give its shine and hydrating properties a 10 out of 10. Number four is a foundation with a full filter effect. L'Oreal Infallible 24-Hour Fresh Wear Foundation in a Powder. 
L'Oreal blew TikTok's beauty community away with this affordable foundation. It contains vinyl cross polymer, so it smooths out the skin just as well as any Instagram filter, making large pores disappear. According to the reviews, it also provides medium to full coverage that doesn't cake up or transfer. Another perk is that it comes with a makeup sponge for flawless application. Number five is super interesting. Um, a cannabis-infused setting spray that delivers a glowy finish. This one is by Milk. You've definitely heard of them. Milk Makeup Hydro Grip Setting and Refreshing Spray. There's a lot of people that are definitely in favor of this clean setting spray that one user dubbed the best at Sephora. It's formulated with hyaluronic acid and blue agave extract to keep makeup looking fresh for up to 12 hours. Plus, it's spiked with cannabis extract to give the skin a glass-like sheen. Now, I've never, I've never tried it. I've never, um, I've never gone that direction. So somebody let, somebody lets this know. Like, is that, is that like, is that like the new thing? I mean, I know that, you know, certain, um, you know, certain pieces within, um, cannabis can, you know, kind of like provide, um, a good amount of, you know, different features. So, huh. Somebody let me know. Somebody let me know. Number six is a styling wax for your brows. The Anastasia Beverly Hills Brow Freeze. This clear brow wax from Anastasia Beverly Hills is worth the hype and perfect for easily achieving a feathered look. Brush the product through your brows in an upward direction with a spoolie and you'll be all set. See, now the effect that that kind of creates on the eyebrows is one that I'm not 100% sold on yet. Um, I've seen it. And I think for me, coming from the 90s, that's crazy. Because um, I'm like officially at the point in my life where I date myself a little bit. But coming from the 90s, where we actually favored a thinner eyebrow... I am actually still getting used to fuller eyebrows. Because, I mean, we used to, like, shave our eyebrows. I'm just saying. And I know that there's just a lot more liberal use and a liberal look about it. So, I don't know. That might be, like, a new age thing that I might have to lean into a little bit more. So, we shall see. Um, a foundation that you can build up. The Jones Road What the Foundation Balm. This tinted moisturizing balm from Jones Road quickly rose to viral status after one beauty influencer applied half the jar to her face during a makeup tutorial that has since been deleted. The bizarre video, which amassed over 13 million views, drove TikTok users to test out the product for themselves, and the results are in. The creamy formula cancels out redness, provides light to medium coverage, and a skin-like finish. Um, so those are all of the viral TikTok uh, makeup products that you definitely need to get into your bag. Most if not all of them are still in stock. They're kind of um, 
readily accessible at like your local Sephora, Ulta, or even, you know, at the drugstore, like a Walgreens, Rite Aid, or a CVS. Like I said, I mean, social media really kind of opens our eyes to a lot of different things to try, a lot of different things to get into, and makeup is absolutely one of them. When we come back, I want to, um, I guess, do like a moment of accountability for all of those who are still trucking along with their New Year's goals. Um, I call them goals now, because I feel like as I've moved forward and, you know, attaining and trying to achieve certain things, I don't like to call them resolutions anymore. I think that, you know, that kind of places us in a box to, to not achieve certain things because, um, you know, we wait until certain times to, to start putting things in action. So in honor of that, in honor of the final month of the quarter, I am sharing or refreshing, cause I feel like I've done this here before. I'm sharing some subscription box, like meal services that you can get into. If anybody knows me, I am definitely into HelloFresh. Um, so I'll definitely go ahead and share that information as well as maybe some coupons that you can, um, you know, kind of tap into as you are on your health journey, but I'll share some other ones kind of based on diet, budget, family size, um, that you can get into as you move along within your, uh, your new year's resolutions, if you will. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360, get into some music and we'll be right back. I was lost inside the desert, vultures circling round my head But thanks to God now, I made it out of there I was just another sheep inside the belly of the beast But thanks to God now, I made it out of there can't you see the hand of heaven is upon you Forty days and forty nights, seek and ye shall find. I say, more muscle to your muscle, more butter to your bubble, more blessing to the talika. May God give you a lubarica. More muscle to your muscle, more butter to your bubble, more blessing to the talika. May God give you a lubarica. I was lost inside the desert, vultures circling round my head, but thanks to God now, I made it out of there. I was just another sheep inside the belly of the beast, but thanks to God now, I made it out of there. Hallelujah. Guru Guru Mete Lashi, I am a Hallelujah. Guru Guru Mete Lashi, I am a Hallelujah. Guru 
sun's outside and my night has turned to day I see clearly now I used to be lost and God showed me the way I can I see now All I see is blessings every time I look back I see clearly now I was lost inside the desert Folks you circling around my head But thanks to God now I made it out of there I was just another sheep inside the belly of the beast But thanks to God now, to God now. I made it out of there Regardless of your skill level in the kitchen, healthy food delivery services can be a major game changer for anyone, especially if you have limited time to shop for groceries and cook at home during the week. The best meal delivery services make prep painless and use good for you ingredients to keep you feeling your best, whether you're trying a new diet, fueling a fitness plan, or being a proud picky eater, or a combination of the three. One quick search will pull up dozens of options, and with all of those brands competing for your attention, it's tough to pick the exact right option. No more pouring over page-long recipes to get delicious meals on the table. Are food delivery services better than eating out? Um, I won't say no, but one of the things that I can definitely say that I enjoy um, from patronizing HelloFresh for the past couple years is that it really opens up the palate. Being African-American, being West Indian, um, you know, we kind of stick to certain things. I can for sure say that my mom has cultivated a picky eater and then add that on to the laundry list of food allergies that I have. I do not, I don't branch out too much, you know, in terms of my food choices. Um, but one of the things that I learned is that there are a lot of options out there that still fall within, you know, the restraints of my allergies. Um, so that's been really super fun to, to realize. I mean, like the, the one meal that my husband really likes, it's, um, it includes something called bulgur. 
And for anybody who doesn't know, that is kind of like a green. Like when I find it now, um, I'm finding it with the oatmeal. But we made it in kind of like a rice vegetable kind of dish. And then you, you add chicken to it. But that's not something out bulk or like, what is that? I would have never, um, you know, even gone that direction had it not been for the recipe that we received. And even if it's not something that we continue to do, HelloFresh in particular, they give you like the recipe cards. So we've been doing it for so long on and off that we have a good amount of those recipe cards. So now we literally just take those with us to the grocery store if there was a recipe that we really enjoyed. Um, so it really just helps us kind of like build a catalog and introduce us to other foods. And then, you know, with us having a two-year-old, we're trying to get to eat and, you know, build up her um, palate as well. I think it's helpful because, you know, then we're introducing her to other things too. Um, so I definitely enjoy like a good meal prep because, you know, just things that I just wouldn't have thought to eat. So um, I am going to go ahead and share some meal services that you can, um, you know, really get into. So best overall, Home Chef. There's something for everyone at Home Chef. Each weekly menu includes at least 20 meal kits, all of which come with portion ingredients and everything you'll need to cook. You can choose from plenty of 30-ish minute options, plus more premium recipes, 15-minute kits, and ready-to-heat dishes. As a bonus, you can filter meal options when you're filling your box to see only low-calorie entrees. And every recipe includes thoughtful information like the difficulty level, how soon you have to cook it, and even the spice level. Meal options include things like barbecue pulled barbecue pulled pork tacos, like I would never see, um, maple miso butter salmon, sun-dried tomato turkey, zesty chicken tortilla soup, um, and the cost of the meal start at $8.99 per serving and vary by dish. There's a minimum weekly order value of $49.95. Home Chefs delivers to 98% of the United States, and you can check your zip code during the sign-up process. Subscription box with the best value, every plate. Every plate is all about providing great dishes and healthy eating for a fraction of the price of other meal subscription services. All its recipes are easy to follow and take around 30 minutes to complete from start to finish. You can choose between three and five meals per week and either two or first four servings per meal, which includes rice bowls, quesadillas, and wraps. Plus, each week's meals come shipped in mostly recyclable packaging. The cost ranges from $6.49 to $4.99 per serving, depending on the amount of food you order. Save on your order with these codes. Now, you know, again, you're only going to get these codes if you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. This one is best for special diets and is called Sun Basket. Sunbasket offers fresh meals for people with pretty much every dietary restriction, including vegans, vegetarians, pescatarians, and people who are managing diabetes or adhering to gluten-free and paleo diets. Organic ingredients like fresh produce and antibiotic and hormone-free meats and seafood abound. 
Despite the service's healthy pedigree, it doesn't offer bland health food. It samples and remixes cuisines from all around the world. The meals start at $9.99 per serving, and you can order as many as you like each week. And last but not least, this one is best for the kids. It's called Nurture Life. If you're set on feeding yourself but have no idea how to pull together the time to make nutritious meals that appeal to kids, let me tell y'all, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. She won't eat nothing. Is there like a, is there like a thing that when kids turn a certain age, they just don't be wanting to eat? Because I'll be stressed out. I'm like, can you please eat something? She just wants to live on Cheetos and apple juice all day. It's it's craziness. Um, Nurture Life is here to help. The service lets you pick from a rotating menu of pint-sized snacks, smoothies, and meals, which arrive each week pre-cooked and ready to serve in as little as a minute. Commitment phobes can rest easy too, since you can skip a week or cancel your subscription at any time. With options like chicken taco pockets, pesto and cheesy ravioli, you might be tempted to steal any leftovers from your little ones. Cost of the meal start at $7.49 per item if you're ordering six in a week. If you order 15 items per week, they're each $6.49. Nurture Life ships to the entire contiguous United States. Um, there are a couple more, but I'll go ahead and post that so you can see. I mean, we've got Best Organic. We've got Best for People Who Love to Cook. Um, we've got Best for Families. We've got Best for Simple, Affordable Meals. The options are definitely endless. So, I mean, if you're just kind of like thinking about, okay, how can I really like jazz up the food? I would say try a subscription service. Um, it keeps things colorful for sure. You can go through, you can be a vegan, you can be a meat eater, you can be carnivorous, you can be a pescatarian and just eat some seafood. Um, and they got stuff for the kids. Um, so if you're interested in checking those out, make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. When we come back, we're going to end it off with a faithful moment. You guys know I like to give you one of those before we get into the rest of our week. Get into some music and we'll be right back. This that new Kiki exclusive, y'all. Hot, fire, let's go.
don't judge me by the songs I sing. Please don't judge me by the way that I'm dancing. You know God the only way can judge me. You know that I'm feeling so free. I be chilling, I just do with me. We turned up and we killing this beat. Go ahead and get on your feet. guys know i'd like to end the show off with a faithful moment for anyone who is new to listening to faith and fashion 360 our faithful moment is just a way to get you into and through the rest of your week it can be an anecdote it could be a scripture it could be a lyric it could be a billboard ad that you saw just something that was motivating for you to go into the rest of the week um my faithful moment for the evening is to lean into your season um i have been experiencing a lot of big feelings over the past couple weeks um and as somebody who i think what i, I think what i called it was kind of like an emotionally dull response to a lot of things um i'm not like a, a super you know heightened emotional person so I, I cried the drop of a hat, but other than that, you know, things typically go on and I'm, I'm a, oh man, that's crazy type of girl myself. So I think, you know, just battling and dealing with different things, um, I have reacted to them in a way that is outside of what has been a baseline and normal for me. Um, and that's felt scary. That has felt, um, foreign. That's felt uncomfortable. Um, but it has really allowed me to set certain boundaries and it's really allowed me to put certain things in place for relationships and really um, speak more to what I need. Um, and I think that that is necessary in every aspect of our lives because we oftentimes do not speak and, and say what we need. Um, 
we show up and we do things, we stress ourselves out, um, not realizing that we don't always have the fortitude and capacity to do so. Um, and we walk away feeling drained. We walk away feeling resentful. We walk away feeling like we're not heard, even though we didn't say the things that we needed. Um, and I've learned not to feel like less of a person and really not to tie my identity into how much I can stress myself out and how much I can bear and how strong of a black woman I can be, if you will. Um, so I just encourage you to say what you need, do what you can, do your best and let God do the rest. Um, so thanks for joining me here at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. And make sure you come back here next week, same time, same place. As always, happy Sunday and good night.